have an evil look on your face when you start the podcast. Because I'm up to no good. Your eyebrows are like this, straight. Because <laughs> I'm mad. I'm trying to get that, you know, juice head mentality. You know, mm. I'm trying to get in that aggro. Mm. Aggro mode. Welcome to the Cavs are here. It's a podcast about Jersey Shore. Thank you for listening. My <laughs> name's Curtis Charles. I'm Capricia, and I don't want to say my last name. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't want to associate with people like me. Yeah. So we're talking about the Jersey Shore, and we're at episode eight of season one. Mm-hmm. It's called One Shot. You only got one shot. Do Mom's not spaghetti. miss your chance to blow. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Oh, and that's an Italian food. It all comes back. It's all coming back to me now. Um. Anyway, this so, episode opens with a tray use X's and O's. It sure does. Oh, and it couldn't be more perfect. Yeah. Because there's some drama in a tray you. Those those boys are dramatic. Probably. Are they? I don't know. <laughs> I just assume. I remember. I never were, heard them. They were probably a little bit dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just judging judging it based on their t-shirt designs, basically. Mm. Mm. Well, it opens with the trios X's and O's. Yeah, we're still in Atlantic and we're City. We're s- talking about JWoww punching the situation. Yeah. JWoww punches the situation and then she's literally like, good night. Yeah. And she leaves. <laughs> she just walks away so baller. But and then she says good night, but then she um, goes away and then she comes back for more. And that's when the security guards come right, out. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's right. And she, like, talks shit because she's like, three men have to hold me back from you, and you're still talking shit. That's right. He's like, "Uh, you're hitting me like a guy, I believe is what he said. I don't remember, but that's what he says to her on. Was she a guy or a girl? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he goes, is she a man? Is she a girl? Do I hit back? So he's, like, making this big... Oh well, yeah, it. the whole thing happens, and then he makes it even more dramatic by going to Ron and Sam's room. He, I, and I Ron's like, cool, like, we already knew that was going to happen. Who yeah. the fuck? I think they were asleep, too. Yeah. He just goes in there to wake him up, and he's like, hey, guys, listen. Check uh, out what I just happened. got punched in the face. <laughs> Let me tell you the story. I would have I would have punched her back, but she's a girl. I'm not sure if I could do that. Can I punch her? Even Ron, I was Ron. hiding in the bathroom the whole time. You're the guy to ask about this. <laughs> so Vinny, his take on it. I liked. He was talking about how there's a lot of power behind that punch, which I, I'd agree with. She really connected. He said it was some video game shit. What does that mean? I'm guessing that just means, um, I don't know, she got a lot of experience points from it. Mm. It's gotta be it. She leveled she up. She went up a level. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's one week left on the shore. True, um, winding down. Yeah, there's one week. And everybody comes home from Atlantic City. And now JOL has to call her boyfriend and tell her tell him what happens. What happened in Atlantic City. Which I thought was so odd because JOL calls Tommy and is like, Oh, guess what happened? Like I I punched someone in the house. And he was like, Who and why? And et cetera, et cetera. And she tells him a situation and then she's like he's like, Why did you do it? And she's like, Oh, because I got too drunk at the club and I needed him to take me home and he's like why do you always do that why can't you just drink a little bit yeah why did and he you made drink it so much he, he made, made it. it seem like it was all her fault he did oh he totally did he's it a was fucking so asshole. terrible i was like jesus like he wasn't even concerned like that she could have no 
The first question he should have asked was like, are you okay? Yeah. Or what did, you know, tell me more about why did you do that? Why do you drink so much? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why you always drink too much. And she's like, I wanted to have a good time. Like, it's our last time Um, here. I'm on a TV show (laughs) where what we do is drink. That's like literally the, the concept of this show is to get fucking drunk and make money off of it and have fun. Yeah, and he's like, really... why are you always punching people in the face? <laughs> it's your problem. Yeah, and uh, Ron Ron was kind of um, kind of wrong about this when he said that people are going to start exploding. He, he said that because the, there's only like a week left, people are going to start exploding. And <laughs> Why? I think I'm guessing it's because he was re- getting ready to do some exploding. Because mm-hmm. between That's now true. and the end of the season, he's the only explosion that, that happens. Yeah, because after this, like, the situation says, the situation, like, acts like he's going to explode. But as I've said before, the situation is, like, all bark and no bite. And he right. loves to, like, fucking say that he's going to freak out. And, like. Yeah, because after, after the, um, that whole thing with Wow, he immediately sets his sights on Vinny. Just because he's, like, in an angry mode. Yeah. He, the Vinny situation, hasn't done anything new. The situation says. He's never going to speak to Jenny or talk to her or look at her ever again. Right, right. He's not going to speak to her, talk to her, or look at her ever. And then so after he says that, he starts talking about how shitty Vinny is because yeah. he has nothing better to do. And, uh, no, my favorite. My, <laughs> and he like my, is, he's like walking around claiming he's going to slap Vinny yeah, someday. Yeah, so one of my favorite moments in this entire <laughs> series is when, is right around now, that situ- situation is standing in... I don't think it's his room because Sammy was in there just throwing punches in the air and like kicking in the air like he was practicing. Yeah, he's talking to Sammy about it and he's like talking about the JWoww thing. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, and Vinny's been talking so much shit to me. Yeah, I'm going to slap him. And he's like miming, slapping and punching. And Sam's like, can you? chill like what are you even talking about right now (laughs) he goes what did the five fingers say to the face and then he throws a fake punch yeah and he was like so proud of that yeah and the entire time sam's Sam's like like, you're smarter than like can you stop Stop. you're smarter than that he's not smarter than that no that's him although we're talking about family vacation years down the line he's probably the the most stable which is my gosh you guys we i watched one or two episodes of Family Vacation, and I thought Curtis would get mad. And I texted him, and he's like, I just watched it, I too. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I had been saying, like, oh, we should wait until you're caught up, and then we can watch it. But, like, I couldn't wait. I couldn't. And it, it, it okay, I didn't it's expect so it. It's so good. Yeah, it's I did so not good, expect it to be uh, nearly as good as the original. It's so good. I was so like, good. this would be a cool throwback, you know? I love it. But it's, it's like, genuinely good. Yeah. And, like, there's some actual development and, and like, interesting character drama. If you look at it as characters, you know, as a yeah. story as opposed to real-life stuff, uh, which is basically what it is. But it's it's quality. We'll get there someday. So, I mean, after that, <laughs> we kind of switch over to Polly. Yeah. This is kind of a Polly-heavy episode, which is nice because we don't really get those very often. Right, right, right. And I love Polly. Yes, so Polly, especially in this episode. He's Polly and awesome. Vinny, if you guys didn't know, in these two episodes, you kind of see Polly and Vinny's bromance starting to blossom even mm. harder than it ever has. Mm-hmm. They fucking love each other. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're li- like best friends. Um, so Polly and Vinny meet these three girls on the boardwalk. And um, at the same time, Polly was like, oh, I have this date with Danielle, mm-hmm. who is the Israeli girl, mm-hmm. the stalker. The stalker. The and he's like, Ugh, I'll just call her later. Like, that's just a lot of drama. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to the carnival with these three like cool but girls. He, and granted, my he, did, he did straight up tell her that. He's like, I'll call you when I get home. Yeah. And he wasn't home yet, but that wasn't that wasn't good enough. Well, Danielle. I mean, he and Vinny and the girls are all walking around the carnival, and all of a sudden, yeah. Danielle fucking shows up. <clears throat> she fucking. And she's like, "Hi, here I am." Reminded me carnival. of the, a- the alien and signs. <laughs> you know, it's just one minute it's not there, and then there's a silhouette in the background, <laughs> like all the time. Whenever they turn around, she's like there, yeah. and. In the beginning, and the she's music like, that they play too, it's always like this, boom, like this <laughs> ominous. She's horrifying. Boom. She really is pretty scary. The but I mean, I'm time, sure that they cut it in such a way to to I, I humanize so her a little too, bit because. But, well, I'll get to that later. Okay. But <laughs> the whole time they're like at the carnival, Danielle just kind of shows up. Well, first of all, though, I just want to mention real quick before they start going on rides and shit on the boardwalk. They, or wait, maybe it was after. At some point, they get henna tattoos, and I just thought that. Well, was they fun. do that before. Okay, yeah, that was before. Because they're talking to the girls, they like meet them at this bar on the boardwalk. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got to go get henna tattoos because my parents will kill me if yeah, I get yeah, a yeah. real tattoo." That's right. yeah. One of the girls says, "The if I had one. a kid and they got a henna tattoo, I'd kill them." Why? Because they didn't get a real tattoo. Oh. <laughs> Commit. You know what I mean? Mm. All right. I'm going to be a good parent someday. I'm going to tattoo my kid when it's like one. Anyway. Uh, oh. So Danielle shows up on the boardwalk like a creep. Yeah. And she's just like lurking and she's like, hey, she, upon meeting Polly at the carnival, she like kisses him on the cheek mm-hmm. and he kisses her back, which I think is so odd because he like claims not to like her. Oh, there's a few moments like that. Yeah, which I, that's why I think it's cut weird, because, I don't know, there's just so many weird things that happen, like, for him to not expect her to be around is odd, because he kind of leads her on, I think, but also, he does and he doesn't, because she's just always around for whatever reason. Well, that's, yeah, that's where Because he directly tells her, like, I'll call you later, like, I'm doing something right now. That's where it's kind of vague, where it's uh, up to interpretation, I guess, considering the the way that it's cut and everything. At the same time that they're at the carnival, though, before they start going on rides and stuff, Snooky's also at the carnival with the farmer guy. Well, she runs into him at the shore store. Yeah, and he, and then she's uh, uh, on the, Keith. Or, not the carnival. I keep calling it the carnival. It's a boardwalk. The boardwalk, dude. There's a Ferris wheel there, so I assume it's a carnival. <laughs> yeah, well, they have other, other carnival rides too. So yeah, they fair. do. That's, that's true. Fair. It's basically like, uh, I don't it's know. It's like Santa Monica Pier. It's a sand carnival. So, Snooky's there with the farmer. That's like just a thing. It just happened in the middle. It's literally in the middle of my Polly and Danielle notes. <laughs> yeah, Snooky's cow- there too. Cowboy <laughs> Keith. She runs into Cowboy Keith at the shore store. And she they- says she's having a good night with him. Yeah. And he's a romantic and good guy, which are two turn-ons. Two of Snooky's turn-ons right. are being a romantic and good guy. It's, yeah. I, and she's not trashy off. unless she drinks too much. So she likes a romantic good guy. Right, and she also likes juice-headed gorillas. Yeah. 
So, which he is not. He is not a gorilla. No, nor a he's head. just like a tall, muscular, blonde man. He's not. Even, he's like lean. You know, he's not like muscular in a. Because he actually does like actual work. Yeah, right. He he's not like a Ronnie, where he's basically like a fucking Stretch Armstrong. But they go to the beachcomber to dance, <laughs> and it's like still light out. I think it's like during the day. Just gonna go dance at the beachcomber, bro. So. Cut back to freaking Polly. Polly's just doing something random, just like hanging out with these girls. And all of a sudden, they're getting the, that's when they're getting the henna. Yeah. Danielle just shows up yeah. and she's like, hi, I made you this shirt. Yeah. Oh, and it's so weird. <laughs> He's, I think he was literally sitting getting henna tattooed. Yeah. On and his she just foot. walks right up to him and is like, hey, I made you something. From the other side of a fucking fence. Just unblinking. Hello, it's Hello. me again. Here. I've made you a gift. Oh, yeah, she said, don't to... say I never got you anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking shirt that says, yeah. I heart Jewish girls. And she's like, I made and the Star of David by yeah, myself. Right. So it's like, I heart and the heart is an Italian flag. But she yeah. put a, she like slapped a Star of David over it mm-hmm. in like glitter rhinestones. Mm-hmm. And yep. she expects him to like love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think While she interrupts has. his entire day and is like, hello, I have made you a shirt. Would you like to come to my also, home planet? We've we've uh, gone on two dates and I do not trust you, but I'm deeply in love with you. Yes. <laughs> I also will not have sex until I'm married. That's right. But, <laughs> but that will change. I also want you to come back to my home country. I mean, planet. I mean, Israel. <laughs> my home Israel. <laughs> my home planet. Name of Israel. <laughs> Uh, so Snooky rides the Keith after that. She rides on his back like a cowboy mm-hmm. down the boardwalk. And then we cut back to Polly again. And her butthole comes out or something. Yeah, we see Snooky's butt. And then she's like, I'm not trashy. I'm classy. I'm only trashy when I drink too much. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want everybody seeing your butthole. Yeah. That's my butthole. Even though they just met. It just too. reminds me of the Italy season. Snooky's right, not allowed to right. touch your butt to anybody. Well, that's... That's Gianni, Gianni's role. <laughs> oh, then Polly. So, yeah, Vinny goes, and Polly. Polly goes on a ride. Like, it's kind of like Real a zipper. Real scary ride. It's like, looks like a zipper, but even taller than the zipper. Yeah. But he goes with this one of the girls. It's like his favorite ride, he says. It's one of those real scary rides. Yeah. When he gets off the ride. Guess who's waiting? Danielle's waiting. <laughs> and she's like. When are you going home? Even though this entire time, he's like, oh, I'll call you when I'm home, and then we can talk, and et cetera, et cetera. She's just following him around the whole time, like, when are you leaving? And what then are you she doing goes, now? She goes, I which, made you a shirt. Which one do you like? The blonde one? The brunette yeah, one? Yeah, and then she just, like, makes it so dramatic, so like, oh, I won't bother you on your little date. Yeah. Like, we've hung out twice. You're not my girlfriend. What are you doing? Yep. Uh, yeah. And she doesn't know these people that he's with, either. And in Polly's talking head, he calls her is. The Israeli. No, he calls her, instead of calling her Danielle, he calls her Israel. Israel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it starts off like he starts uh, calling her that the the Israeli chick or mm-hmm. that Israeli girl or something like that. And it just turns into Israel eventually. Yeah. Wrote that in all caps for some reason. <laughs> but it, besides the point, hilarious. she scares the girls away, so the girls just end up leaving. And then finally... She's calling the, the, short, the house. Finally they go home. Yeah. But she's been calling the house, like, all fucking night. So, yeah, when they get home, obviously, Daniel's calling as soon as they walk in the door. And Finney pretends to be the situation. He nails it, too. He pretty (laughs) much crushes it. He does a great situation. Can you try to do the situation's voice? 
Oh, uh, wait, what does he say? He's like, yo. Yeah. He's not home right now, but all right, all right, all right. See you. See yeah. you. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, he's it's like, not, yeah, he's sweetie. Right you want to call back later, honey? Give me, you want to call back later, <laughs> baby girl? You sure? <laughs> you, you sure? sure? You sure? Okay. All okay. Right. <laughs> so, Polly, Polly calls Danielle a stage five clinger. Yeah. Which we all know is from Wedding Crashers. Oh, it is. I mean, maybe I only know that from I Wedding mean, Crashers. I, I, it's been a long time since I saw that movie. Wow. <laughs> but oh, I wow, just we have wanted a stage to. Five clinger. Wow. Curtis, I wanted to share with you what the internet says about please. stage five clingers. Please, please. I'd also like to know one through four. Well, yeah. I want to know each of stage the clingers. of the clingers. Yeah. So wow. I knew that that was from. Wedding Crashers, which came out around the same time as the first season mm. of Jersey Shore. And Wedding Crashers is one of the most quotable movies that there ever was, I feel like. Not that there ever was, but it's a very quotable movie from that time. So I went on the internet just to see like what people thought Stage 5 Clinger means, because I thought maybe it was from something before that. Mm, maybe yeah. it's from something, <laughs> you know, like yeah, not. A reference. Yeah. A reference within a reference. So I looked on the internet, and there were a lot of Yahoo questions, or Yahoo answers, about stage five clingers. And Educate me. All right. So this Yahoo question says, what is a stage five clinger? Someone told me they have a stage five clinger on their hands. What does that mean? And apparently the best answer to this question is from someone named The Sit Situation. Wow. Like an Asian situation. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, the best answer, worst type of stalker you can have who follows you everywhere you go. It came from Jersey Shore when Polly D met this chick, Danielle, who followed him around. Stalked his whole entire life Stalked on the boardwalk. his whole entire life. Another answer to this question from Holly is a member of the opposite sex that is likely to become overly attached, overly fast. Okay, I'm... See, Wait, I'm not done. Okay. Right. Virgins, what? those on the rebound, and the emotionally fragile are more likely to have this term applied to them. <laughs> Originally from the movie Wedding Crashers. What? Virgins are usually always stage five clingers, according to Holly. <laughs> Fuck you, Holly. You Holly doesn't know. know what she's talking about. You don't about. know shit, Holly. You need to get your facts straight, motherfucker. Go back to school, Holly. I have, another, I have another answer. The school of Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. This wow. isn't all caps from Borina. Yeah. They need to change their number. Wait, I have to write. I have to say this in the right voice. It's in all caps. Okay. <clears throat> they need to change their number and maybe even move. They have a stalker who keeps popping up and they can't get rid of them. But some people use that term too lightly. So whoever is clinging to them is probably just an unwanted ex. Question. Is there any punctuation in there? There's quotes around clinging. That's it? Yeah. No commas, no periods? No, no. Okay, all caps. <laughs> all caps. I think you have the voice wrong, to be honest. I think the voice is, uh, basically, it's got to be Will Ferrell on that SNL sketch when he can't control the <laughs> the volume of his voice. Yes. I think that's what, what it is when people are typing in all caps. Wait, I just want to read one more. Yeah, by all means, please do. Because another Yahoo question says, what does five stage clingers mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> this five is a question. Five stage clingers, huh? 
Well, one of my friend's MySpace status said, I've got to stop sleeping with short guys. They always turn into five-stage clinger, haha. And I don't know what it means. Please help. So, huh. my favorite answer is, it is stage five clinger or class five clinger. Glenn Close oh. played one in Fatal Attraction. What the fuck? <laughs> That's all it says. Okay, there's a couple From problems. From couple In problems. Jam. Couple problems. There. Eight years ago. I don't believe that that term was around. <laughs> uh, fatal, fatal Attraction. attraction. Also, <laughs> it's a big leap to go from Danielle to, to Glenn, Glenn Close and Fatal, fatal Attraction. attraction. <laughs> it's a big leap. Danielle might That's kill your rabbit, fucking... though, if you let her. She killed the rabbit, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know what, though? Glenn none Close those... plays a stage five clear. None of those actually explain why it's called that. Though. Nope. Like, we, we knew what it meant, but, like... Well, I mean, a couple of them do say that, but they're not funny. They're just saying it. No, but they don't say why f- the fifth stage... No, I didn't read them, Is there they a weren't sixth funny. stage? Oh, you didn't read them. Okay, okay. Well, I, d- I need to know, though. Oh, hang yeah. on. Just for, for my own edification. All right, this one's a very long best, 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 best answer from question mark. Just like in stages, there is a one to five, one being light... Five being heavy. A clinger was made... <laughs> in stages? What does that mean? <laughs> a clinger was made famous on Wedding Crashers, although it's been around forever. A person that is a clinger is a person that constantly wants to be with you, next to you, touching you, and immediately latches onto you like a leech. That's my dog. So a stage five clinger would be a person who is overly clingy and in a major kind of way. I have two and of them then- right next to me taking a nap. Wait. But then underneath that, there's a really great answer. I have to read it now that we've got into this whole... Oh, yeah, no, I'm. you have my attention. Having sex with four girls at the same time... Nope. Wow, aren't you afraid oh, wow. of any diseases you might possible acquire from yours girls? Wow, aren't you How afraid? great sex is that you forgot the consequences. You could get pregnant, wow. You are divorced, like to settle down. It would be... <sighs> I don't know what this word is. It would be Sile, boy. You will never satisfy. Sile? It's C-Y-L-E. That's not a word. That's not a word, but no. I mean, I just don't know what it would be otherwise. That's an alternate spelling of the name Kyle. Better not just enjoy the four. Good luck. <laughs> I want to know what this person is doing now. Where have they gone? They don't have a Yahoo account anymore, but they answered this question two years ago when it's a question from ten years ago. <laughs> Oh my god. That's a really good one. Yeah, I loved it. That helped me a lot. I understand now. You know what? You don't think about the consequences of sex. You could be dead. You You could get divorced, apparently. If you do do sex before you get married, you could get a divorce. Yeah. It's true. It's in the Bible. (laughs) All right. Pickle prank. Oh my gosh. So the next... I wrote Stage 5 Clinger from Writing Crushers, and then the next thing I wrote on my notes is pranks and how fake they are. <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like all the pranks on this fucking show, or at are least... weak. They're all weak, yeah. and they must have been this thing where the producers were like, hey, you know what would be funny? We need, to f- we need something to fill this out. You know what would be funny? Yeah. If you played a prank. It's like... When they steal the alligator. Like, that's such a dumb prank. That wasn't even a good prank. They no, put him was, nowhere. That was stupid. Like, 
all the pranks in this show, I swear to God, are the producers being like, But I believe hey, it when it's coming you from You want to cause some trouble? When it's situation, though, I believe that. I guess so, because he sucks at it, and he sucks at everything. He sucks at his whole entire life. <laughs> he also is, like, a shitty enough person to go out of his way to do a stupid prank at 2 o'clock in the fucking morning. He's like... It's 2 a.m. and Phil's got to work in the morning. Let's put pickles under Phil's bed. <laughs> It'll put pickles under Ape's. Ape's going to go wild. <laughs> Ape's going to be in a real pickle. <laughs> Let's put cheese in Ape's pillow. <laughs> CKY's playing in the backyard. <laughs> See ya. The so, Trisha Trisha play when, prank. when MTV decided to do a crossover with Viva La Bam. <laughs> Could you imagine if they put Bam in the Jersey Shore house? <sighs> he would just be fucking everybody up um, and trash all the time. So it wouldn't be any different. I'm talking pre Ryan Dunn's death. We'll we'll mix up the timelines here. Oh, so that he's not like a fucking uh, addicted to painkillers or whatever happened to him. Um, but he's just like, let's put pickles under Phil's <laughs> fucking fat head. Look at look at Phil's tummy. Let's put cheese and apes. Blankets. Yeah. Rab. <laughs> <laughs> Rab himself. Rab himself driving my Lambo. <laughs> Rake yawn. <laughs> the mustard man. <laughs> so yeah, Bam, and then Bam leaves <laughs> after his really cool prank. But, um, and then this other fucking stupid prank comes up. But so here's the difference between the situation and Bam Margera. Uh, the pickle prank. Uh, uh, Polly has to. It's not even the pickle prank. Polly has to distract Snooky when they do the pickle. Prank. Oh wait, no. There's two pranks in this episode. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Rapid fire. Sorry guys. Prank. I was thinking about the cheese prank. <laughs> yeah, that's They're coming. The same out. prank. They're the same fucking prank. They're the same prank. It's just put shit. Somewhere it's not supposed to Under be. Under a bed. And hope that it stinks a bunch. That's it. And it's supposed to be, like, a big deal. Hilarious. It, well, it is hilarious. It's definitely real funny. But Polly, like, full-on fucking, like, straddles Snooky to distract her. Mm-hmm. He just, like, jumps in her bed. She's already asleep. They could have just snuck in and dropped yeah, pickles. she wouldn't, she wouldn't have cared. known. She's fucking wasted and passed out. But anyway... They needed to cover all their bases just in case she woke up. Yeah. They put pickles under Snooky's bed because Snooky loves pickles. Right. And uh, Snituation calls it a stink bomb. Which it isn't even. I'm like, okay, it smells like pickles. Congrats. Oh, wait, no. No, my bad. He does, he calls the next one a stink bomb because he immediately, this is like right after the pickle incident. He makes a stink bomb for Vinny because he's still mad at Vinny for nothing. He calls <laughs> it uh, Haterade. Mm. And it's got, like, Parmesan cheese in it, definitely some pickle juice up there, a little bit of mayo, I think, some, some you know, some good food that he wasted. Sorry, there's Parmesan cheese. Oh, you no. have the recipe. Okay. Mayonnaise. hmm Caesar dressing. Yeah, pickle that's... juice. Uh-huh. He puts it under his bed because he's like, it's mostly cheese because Vinny is a rat. Right. Get it? Right. That's, <laughs> well, yeah. There's a lot of deep symbolism there it's kind of like the end of the departed yeah at the end of the departed when uh there were little rat scurries around it's just like that yeah i'm not the fucking rat you were caught you were fucking caught 
So this is the point when Polly says Danielle's stalking his whole entire life. Because Danielle calls and yells at Polly on the phone for so long. And she goes on and on and on. And Polly's like, is it my turn to... This all happens before the cheese prank. It does? Yes, I wrote this in chronological order and you skipped ahead a lot. (laughs) Stage five clinger thing happens and then pickle prank. And then Sammy talks about how crazy Danielle is. And then Danielle calls a whole bunch of times and then basically dumps Polly over the phone. And then Polly's like, you suck my entire life. And then... See, I have that as as happening the next morning. And then Polly's like, oh, like, I just met all these girls. God bless me, it's fuck a summer. And then... <laughs> God bless me, it's fucking summer. Yeah, those are his exact words. But I swear that was the next morning, because what I have is... um, I have the haterade, and then I have... I made a note of the morning montage of stinky shit everywhere, which I thought was funny. Just because there's like a there's like a dramatic montage like between scenes of all the stinky shit that's around the house, like close ups. Mm. And then Snooky wakes up and she says she's just mad that Mike wasted pickles. She just she's like not even phased by it. She just picks them up and throws them away, and she's like, "That's a waste." And then Danielle calls, according to my notes. Now I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, the pickle prank thing happens, and then Danielle calls. Like I said. Okay, I, I have the, the haterade happening before that, but... No. I guess I'm wrong. I'm bad. I'm a bad podcaster. They make a lot of good pickle penis jokes about how much she loves putting pickles in her mouth. So, then Danielle calls. This time, he uh, Polly answers. So, he had been ignoring her. He They took the phone off the hook the night before because mm-hmm. she was calling so much. But this time, he's like, all right, I'm going to fucking tell her off. And she's like, I don't like being played. She just says so much shit that, like, yeah. Polly's like, okay, is it can my I turn to talk yet? yet? <laughs> yeah. She's like screaming at him even more, and like she's known this man for two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's basically like collectively. Yeah, she's yelling at him like he's some fucking like like dead he's beat her fucking ex husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just like, keeps don't saying, "Don't make me feel stupid." Yeah, you make me look so stupid, and he's like. You're stalking me. <laughs> he's like, my turn to talk yet? Okay, my turn. To-. And then he starts talking, and then she's like, bah, 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 over him again. She's going wild. She's going wild. And he's like, you stalked my whole entire life on the boardwalk, which is my, f- that is my favorite quote from this whole you show. You stalked my whole entire life. There's something really funny about that. It's hard to put my finger on it. I love it. Just the idea of somebody stalking a, a life, a whole entire life, mind you, is is just... Perfect. And uh, then Polly D hangs up on her. Yeah. Like she deserves. Puts his foot down. Yeah. I don't like to hang up on people, but I would have hung up on her too. Yeah, because she wouldn't stop. She wasn't stopping anything. She was just soon. going on and on. She wouldn't let him talk. I bet you she kept talking after he hung up too. Yeah. Be wild. So then. God bless me. It's fucking summer. It's fucking summer. God bless me. <laughs> so then we're at the, uh, the shore store next, which is. uh. Real good example of the situation creeping on Sammy. Situation still is like into Sam, and it's disgusting. But, f- but it, like I don't, I don't think he is. I think he is, but only because he's not supposed to be, and he wants to be a dick. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to be dramatic, and because that's just how he is. But he's like, you look cute in that sweatshirt. You really do. Uh, and she, and Sam's like, thanks. <laughs> she says it just like that too. It's great. Yeah, because she wants him to fucking go away. 
he says that the crush that her crush is on him is obvious, which is not the case at all. And his quote is that her crush on him goes back to the days of prehistoric kindergarten. What? Yeah. Prehistoric kindergarten. They've known each other for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This predates modern man. So we're going back to the days of prehistoric kindergarten with this crush. And then after that situation just starts bragging real hard to Sammy about the haterade that he made. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's like, who fucking cares? Oh, she cares though. She's like, she does. It. She's like, Oh my God. That's so funny. Tell huh? me all about it. Tell it's me so everything. Good. It's so funny. You're making me laugh. But then she turns around and tells Vinny about it. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Cause no one really likes the situation. They always no. put up with him. No, no, no. Yeah. He's a dingus. Listen, this episode, the gang goes bowling. They do. They do. And Snooky wears sandals. Yeah, Snooky wears flip-flops to bowl in. Mm-hmm. Even though she says she's really good at bowling and she loves bowling, she's going to show everyone how to bowl. She's wearing fucking flip-flops. She's, <laughs> she's so pro that she can do it in flippy-floppies and not crush her toes. Yeah. And during the bowling scene, Jenny and Mike try to come to, like, some sort of, not agreement, but, like, just to try to make things civil. Mm. And Mike's like, you have to admit you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah, done what? Hit him because he was an asshole? Right. She should have hit him more. And then she sa- he says, I know you look at- to me as a father figure. Yeah. He and she starts that. laughing, and he like... He's like, yeah, I'm just joking. And he just like ama- thinks he like plays it off as a joke, but you know he he's fucking it. serious he when he said it. He meant it for a second. Because later, he says more shit like yeah. that. Yeah, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's so disturbing. It's weird. All I wrote next to this is... Ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know you look at me as a father figure. Yeah, but then after this, I don't do they go back home before when uh they like have a intervention? Yeah, they go home and they have a huge H to H with Sitchy. Yeah. Which is great because he is so like affected by it but trying really hard not to be. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care, I don't need any of you, but Vin, Vinny tells him that he's embarrassing. He uses the word embarrassing, which I think is perfect. Which is so true. He's just like, you're an, you're an, an embarrassment. You're embarrassing Ron, to be around. <laughs> Ron says. Yeah. You know what? He turned the into same a, person I met the first week is not the same person I met now. Yeah. Yeah. You turned into a douchebag, bro. That's not you. Same person I met now. So, not the same person I met. First okay. Week. So that does, that, that's <laughs> obviously. You know, oh, Ron! He's such that, a poet. He he misspoke. Okay, <laughs> we know he's above this sort of this sort of talk. But uh, the uh, the truth of the matter is, as far as we can tell, uh, Mike's always been a douchebag. Yeah, I think he's always been terrible. I think just like as time goes on, everybody starts realizing. Yeah, it, it reaches a critical mass where you know everybody. And they're just hates kind of him. like at the end of this season, they're just kind of fed up with like everything he has to say. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens every single season. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Pre- like halfway through or to the end, they're like, okay, cool, like we get it. You're like this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and yeah. then, like, oh, during... no, Mike says something great during that. Yeah, he does. You know, go ahead, do it. He's like, You don't know me, you don't know me, neither does he know me, neither. <laughs> neither does he know me, neither. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that was my main take. He's away. like, You know me for three weeks, neither does he know me, me, neither. You could know me for two hours or 24 hours. 
You don't know me. <laughs> neither does he know. Neither know does me he neither. know me. Me neither. Me 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 neither. Me no. neither. Neither does he know me. Neither, neither no does me neither know. You know what I think is so freaking me. wild about this H to H. What? That Sammy is sleeping in the bed that they're all <laughs> sitting on this entire yeah. time. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden she wakes up and looks around and she's like, "Who cares if I held your hand and we kissed once?" Get over it. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Ron, but I just love that they're having this deep convo, like, while she's sleeping. And also, when Ron realizes that she's up and says to, to Mike, I have a 10. I have a 10. You still bring home threes, fours, and fives. Mm-hmm. And he says this with utter seriousness. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a standard by which to judge a person's character. You're never going to find a girl that's better looking than Sam. Yeah, but... Like, we get it. It's Just, not like, even... suck her dick already. Like, come on. But, like, it's beyond regular shallowness, because he's judging a, another guy based on the appearance of the girls that he hooks up with. Yeah. Like, if you can't get hot girls, then you're not shit. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucked up. I can't overthink it, or else I get mad. <laughs> but anyway, then Mike's like, I hooked up with Sam. Now, we've talked about this before. Everybody's definition of hookup is different. Right, and that's going to come up later in, I think, the next episode, too. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. An unfortunate hookup. I think when Mike says hookup in this case, he's talking about they held hands and smooched. They went on a date and smooched on the boardwalk. On the fucking boardwalk. A romantic hookup. You, you kissed my whole entire lips on the boardwalk. <laughs> uh, also, in that room, there's a decoration on the wall that it, it's just the word seashell. What? Yeah, it's like 3D letters, you know, that are mounted to the wall. Mm -hmm. White letters. And they're not even big. They're like, uh, like it's maybe a foot in, in width by four inches in height. And it just says seashell. I'm trying to look for it now. That right back there, it's like so small and it doesn't even look like it belongs. Yeah, no, it's just it's like floating in the middle of the fucking wall so odd. above the bed. Seashell. Like they're trying to get this beach vibe going, so they have um one tiny little sign that says seashell in the middle of a giant wall. Yeah. Seashell. Seashell. Anyway. So then they go to karma. Oh yeah. I like the montage of them going starting to go to karma because <laughs> You see all the girls put their hair extensions in. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I didn't catch that. And Snooky is, like, wearing a corset set that looks like it's, like, a Leg Avenue sort of set and a skirt. Yeah. It's, like, it's, a hot pink corset, hot yeah. pink and black corset over a skirt, which, Definitely I mean, like, whatever. If you're going to go out to a club, I feel like you might no. as well get dressed as however you want. First of all. I think. Snooky can I'm on her side. However the fuck she wants. Yeah. Anybody can dress however the fuck they want on any occasion, as far as I'm concerned. The only thing, I mean, it's just, it's not how she's dressed every other time. So it's, it stands out to people. But everybody in the house is like, whatever. Cool. Yeah. You know, they're like, fine. But it becomes problematic later. Do you even, do you remember when JWoww like wore that thing that was just like a leather bra and chaps to yes. the club? Yeah. In later season? Yeah. No one said anything. Everybody was like, wow, you look hot as fuck. Right. I mean, she did, but... Well, that's because she looks like a... a like, she's built like a fucking mannequin, you know? She's just like 
the quintessential body type. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whereas people are going to be more judgmental towards Snooki because she's not what they, they, they want her to look like. Of course. Yeah. So they're going to Karma. Guess what? What? Danielle's there. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> and she's being confrontational toward Polly. And she goes up to Polly and she literally says to him, the first thing she says, you're embarrassing me. Yeah. Like, what? How? <laughs> yeah. I just got here. Yeah. Like, what? You're embarrassing me. Yeah. So then we'll, we'll come back to Danielle. There's more, a lot more going where that came from, but we get a little glimpse uh, at Snooky. I'm assuming a few drinks later, making out with some dude on a couch with her whole butthole out. Just like totally blurred because it's, it's all hanging out. Mm -hmm. She's making out with this dude, a stranger. And then um, these two girls come up to him and they're like, uh, you have a girlfriend. He's like, no, I don't. And they're like, she's, she's right there. She's watching this whole thing happen <laughs> she's right now. She's watching them make out. And, uh, and then he's like, oh. And, Might be. I guess, I guess you're right. Yeah. And Snooky obviously then gets off of him and is, is mad. So she goes outside. She talks to a little boy named Demetrios. Then we go back inside the club with Danielle oh and Polly D. And this is a this is interaction. It's is so confusing. Fucking bizarre. It is really weird. I don't understand. I just wrote Polly and Danielle question mark. Break. So confusing. Question <laughs> break up? mark. Do they break up? She's nuts. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Polly D and Danielle break up with some sort of secret handshake. I don't. Did you notice that? He, it wasn't a secret handshake. He just agreed that they were going to break up. Right, and then they did this thing. That's how people handshake. No, it was like a... It wasn't a secret handshake. Curtis isn't that cool. Okay. That's all. Fine. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> point is, I come... I, I I may not be familiar with secret handshakes, okay? But... Normal handshakes. People don't... That's not how people break up with one another, as far as They're I know. like, deal. It's not how I've ever done it. It's never been a a uh, a business transaction. But then well, also they've been dating for one day. Yeah, right. <laughs> so who knows? But then they fucking walk off together. Yeah, and the whole time and they're holding she's hands. She's like, "Don't do that to me again." Blah blah blah. And he, she like they kiss each other, and he's meanwhile in his talking head talking shit on her. But then in the cameras, he's like looking like he's really sweet to her and shit. So yeah. obviously she's gonna stalk your whole life, idiot. Yeah. So there's definitely more to this story. Well, maybe we should look into that. Yeah. We'll see if we can find her on social media and be like, "Listen, Israeli she's probably girl, probably secretly married to him." In life. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. What if she's the mother of his child that he has before this show even started and never talks about? What? Paul D has a kid. Oh, she's like, you know, this is what I want, and she touches his dick. She totally does touch his dick. Yeah, I noticed that. So but then meanwhile, he's like, oh, Daniel wants to, like, get married. But then they still go off together. Like, are they going to fuck before marriage or what? I got to know. They're we like, don't know. We don't know. It's a mystery. And she's like, I'll show you all the seaside. And he's like, I've seen seaside. I've lived here for one month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're a little late, lady. Show me Israel, though, if you want to take me to the, you know, the, the, the motherland. Take me to the motherland. Uh, so Demetrios is outside listening to Snooky complain about boys. He has a chin strap beard. He, he has does. a chin strap for the ages. 
Suki also says he doesn't have any muscles, but he's cute. He has a backwards hat, chin strap, doesn't have any muscles, but I'll settle. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, a very unattractive boy, in my opinion. Okay, so the night wraps up. Mm-hmm. Carmel shuts down. Everybody's leaving. You can't. Closing time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't. I don't care where you don't have to go here. I don't care how, who you go, where you go, but you can't stay here. Right? That's the words to the closing time. So they're walking home, and here come some shit talkers. Yeah, they're like following them too. I think that, to be honest, I feel like these are people that just wanted to be on TV. Totally. Totally. But it, I do That's think. That's why some of their faces are blurred out and some of them aren't. Mm. <laughs> Uh, they totally, like, they start that way. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be on TV, but they're trashed. Mm-hmm. And then it just turns into a, a legit screaming match. Yeah. So, yeah, they're talking shit, yelling at Snooki and calling her a tramp because of her Because she's wearing a freaking corset. Like, who cares? Okay, you're. it's like 4 a.m., you're all at a club, like, dancing and doing just doing club shit. Why the fuck do you care? Because people care about shit that... People just like to talk shit. Some people just can't stop talking shit. Mm-hmm. Stop talking shit. Who gives a shit? Like, none of this would have happened if you wouldn't have, like... Yeah, live your life, dude. Fuck, just, fuck off. <laughs> just been like, good for her. Good for her. Being like, you're a whore. You're a whore. <laughs> you're a trashy, tramp, trash bag whore from Long Island. Or something. No, they said, um, go back to Jersey. Which, are they not in... I thought they were Jersey? in Jersey, so I'm really confused. That about that, that really did confuse me. Me too. Uh, no, I have no explanation for that. But then Sam turns around. And she goes, "Why am I from Jersey, whore?" The way she says the it way freaks she me says out it so much. Made me vomit in my mouth. <laughs> whore, whore. That's what she says. It. Yeah. Whore. Why am I from Jersey, whore? whore? When Sam talks shit. She gets this really weird, like, high-pitched voice that makes it sound like she doesn't know how to talk. I think, yeah, I think she's trying to sound condescending. Yeah, she, like, gets this Paris Hilton voice on, <laughs> yeah. and it's really confusing. Whore. Whore. It's so weird. Whore. I can't even do it's it. It's like her thanks It's kind of like, bam. <gasps> whore. <laughs> Vito. Vito's a big, fat whore. whore. Everything comes back to bam. Tramp. <laughs> Tramp. Whore. Whore. So, this is where, okay, the girl is like, why is she in her Halloween costume? <laughs> She's like, I'll come out here in my Halloween costume, and Snooki's like, okay. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> what is this? What is this? What is this conversation? Who? I, why are these people, why do these people give a fuck about any of this? Because they're drunk and they want to talk shit. Why do people go to clubs? Why do people leave their house? What <laughs> is this? Who are these fucking mutants? So, this is where one of them yells, Go home, you fucking Benny. And I didn't know what that meant. I had to look it up. I never heard anybody say that. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about it. There's two possible origins for this term. Basically, what it means is um, people who are visiting that aren't New Jersey natives or Jersey Shore natives. Like shoebies. Yes. Actually, that was mentioned in the Wikipedia article explaining what a Benny is. But the re- where it's, it's a pejorative sort of word, to describe stereotypically rude, flashy, loud tourists from North Jersey and New York. So... So everyone on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. 
one of two or possible origins. One is that it's an acronym uh, that was stamped on beachgoers' train tickets back in the day uh, that stood for Bayon. Is that how you say it? I don't know. It's a city. B-A-Y-O-N-N-E. Elizabeth, Newark, and New York. So Ben with two N's turns into Benny. But it might also or- originate from the early 20th century practice of wealthy New Yorkers taking trips to the Jersey Shore as treatment for a myriad of, of maladies such as anemia, uh, hemophilia, and hysteria. These therapeutic trips were called beneficials by doctors and patients. So, I'm pretty sure that's probably not what it is. You're right. <laughs> that seems a little too elaborate. Too smart. Too smart, yeah. Oh, there's one other theory I didn't see before. Refers to offshore boat racing during the 70s, sponsored by the restaurant chain Benihana's. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious. Interesting. Yeah. Fucking shoebies. I'm trying to drink a drink out of a Buddha. Yeah. Mmm. You know, th- take that piece of, take that hot shrimp, throw it right in my lips. I'll catch it. <laughs> <laughs> so then the guy who was with that girl who's talking shit to Snooky. Mm-hmm. targets Ronnie mm-hmm. and is cussing at him, just cursing up a storm. Bad move, buddy. Bad move. It's like throwing rocks at a full-grown gorilla, silverback. You don't do that. He's unhinged, and he's burly. So they start getting closer, and you can tell something's brewing. So the security comes in, and they wrestle this fool away. Mm-hmm. As far as you can tell, for a minute at least, he's out of the picture. Yeah, and they're like real far down the street and everybody's oh, yeah. walking home. Yeah. They make but some But then yeah. from like two blocks away, that guy's like he's like, Hey, come back here. That's that, what that's, he says. That's like something what he said. like that. Yeah. He's like, Hey, come back here and Ron just fucking books down the street. So this for some reason I watched this like ten times, like I kept rewinding it. The, there's something about the way that he he does it. Like he starts off very slow. And you can hear everybody like going, Ron, no, because they know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And he basically dodges through the security, just disappears into the night. Like you, he, he's gone. He just bolts and he's gone. And then the camera guy is trying sprinting, to follow after him. And it's not working. trying to catch up to him. And he can. So you miss this entire part because there's no cameraman yeah. with him. Well, this is what this is what's fucking really interesting to me. Once the cam the cameraman catches up, we see Ronnie running away, saying, "That's one shot, kid, one shot." And the guy is on the ground, just out cold. Mm-hmm. So, what what really was interesting to me there was what appeared to be at least one cameraman right fucking there when that happened. And that's why I re- rewound it a few times. That's one of the reasons. Because he's there. Like, the, Ron runs out from behind a camera guy. So, theoretically, there's footage. Now, my thought is that they got rid of the footage. So, so this guy couldn't really press charges when Ronnie uses the defense that the guy it's was... self-defense. The guy swung at him, is what he tells the police. Such a liar. Later, which is, you know, can't prove it if it's not on tape. But I'm pretty sure it is on tape somewhere. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was that was interesting. Yeah, Ron keeps Ron gets arrested. My, Mike's like, that's what you get for talking shit. Yeah, and he keeps being like, it was self defense. Yeah, like how Honestly, could it be self defense if that guy's like, hey, come back here and fucking fight me? 
Yeah. And then you run up and punch him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he could have kept walking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. These people are idiots. It was self-defense once I had charged the guy. <laughs> but then, yeah, so the cop asks him what happened. And the subtitle, I had the subtitles on, said, what happened? They missed the ED at the end. Mm. Lazy. Hulu. Fix your shit, Hulu. Hulu's subtitles get, are really bad. Don't even get me started get on Get better that. subtitlers, boys. <laughs> so Ron says that the guy swung at him and it was self-defense. The cop's like, well, you know what? Yeah, matter. You're going to jail. <laughs> yeah, you're going to jail. You're getting arrested. That's ag assault. That's what he said. Yeah. Because you knocked him out cold. Ron's just like, come on, bro. Like, honestly. Honestly, bro. That's bro, what he keeps saying. Bro, like, honestly. Come honestly, on, bro. bro. The cop's like, doesn't matter if he threw the first punch. He didn't, he didn't hit you. It was not self-defense. And then Sam, so sad. She's so sad about it. She walks away pouting, but you can tell she kind of loves it. <laughs> you know? She's like, my man is a fighter. So stupid. You could, yeah. So then they go home, dramatic music, credits. Yeah. So that's where they leave us. Mm-hmm. We they always have imagine. to leave us in the middle of a punch, you know. Back in the day, you were watching this shit live, you had to wait a whole week just knowing that Ronnie is in prison. He's, he's, in, he's in probably he, a drunk tank. But. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but uh, he's near a prison. So that's uh, that's episode eight, um, the penultimate Season one episode. Mm-hmm. One shot. One shot heard around the world. You only got one shot. Do not miss the chance to blow. So that's going to be our episode. It was action-packed once again. I actually really liked that episode. That was one of the best. That was that might be the best of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So all the other ones that are like supposed to be dramatic aren't, but this one's a good one. Yeah, there's some good drama going if on. If you're going to have to like force yourself to watch season one, just skip to episode eight and be done with it yeah just watch episodes eight and nine i mean i think one eight and nine there's (laughs) there's some good development of like situations character especially you can kind of see the groundwork for his fucking delusions Mm -hmm. but yeah uh, otherwise it's it's not the best of the seasons Mm mm-hmm the best is yet to come, my, my brothers and sisters. We've only just begun. Yeah, exactly. To live. Go on. That's all the words I know, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll see you next time for episode nine, the season finale, a very special, special episode of Cabs Are Here, not of Jersey Shore, because it's pretty much a useless episode. But our episode is going to be way better than their ninth episode. <laughs> So cool. You better be ready, folks. Uh, and that's it. If if you like if you like me, you can listen to my other podcasts. If you like me, I don't know what to tell you. You can if you like Capricia, you can still listen to my other podcasts: Cool Parents Podcast and Good Graphics. Apparently, if you like me, you have to listen to Curtis. Well, because I'm not have, involved. You don't have another podcast. <laughs> Keep an eye out for Capricia. She's a rising star. She's a beautiful <laughs> lady. <laughs> She's a beautiful lady, she's very smart, and she's very funny, and I like her a lot. Curtis is trying to do something, I don't know what Trying to get it in. Yeah, he is. Trying to smash. (laughs) 
Okay, <laughs> bye. We're going to go to this mushroom now. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah, 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 yeah.